Shine, your guide on how to be fucking awesome, hosted by Emily Oliveira and Emily Kosofsky. Okay, can we start with this bad Larry? Wait, Tony, oh, what? Welcome to Soul Shine, the act of being fucking awesome, okay. with your host, Emily and Emily. Today, we're talking about guilt. Guilt. The good kind, the bad kind, the toxic kind, the regular kind. The bad, the ugly, the normal, the pathological. (laughs) (laughs) You like that word, do you? I do, I do. Um, Okay, so this Indian priest and psychotherapist, Anthony DeMello, he has this book, One Minute Wisdom. Haven't read it, just Googled some quotes, found it, liked it. Nice. When you are guilty, it is not your sins you hate, but yourself. Ooh. Right? Right. I think we just jump right on over yeah. what's what's in front of us and turn into this like self-loathing. Ooh, I like you were just giving the example a minute ago. Um, if I offended my friend at all, I must be a bad person and a bad friend. Mm-hmm. And thus I should be carrying around all this guilt and bad feelings. <laughs> People can't see the guilt that you carry. I also think some people carry guilt with like this kind of badge of honor. Like they, like they definitely like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's literally a badge of honor. Well, I feel bad for this and I feel bad for that. And it's like, well, no one can see that. So you're kind of just having that all inside of you. And it's just kind of like messing with you. It's a way of punishing yourself. Yes. Oh yeah. It's like punishing yourself. Yeah. And no one can see it. So it's not like people are, they feel guilty for everything. It's pretty much the opposite of productive. Mm. Yeah. Unproductive. (laughs) It's very unproductive. To feel overly guilty is very underproductive. Mm -hmm. It also kind of wraps into what we definitely talked about before in other episodes about, it's also, I feel like sometimes a little bit of an ego thing. Like, why do you think someone was paying that much attention and they're so upset by what you're doing in your little bubble of an atmosphere of life? You feel so guilty for these. Maybe you should also not do that in the first place if you made you feel that guilty. Right. I think you you bring up a really good point of uh, kind of allowing ourselves to get into more of a reflection place than a bullying place. Mm. So we something we don't feel so great about it and then it's all oh fucked that one up again then we're also we're trained to bully ourselves oh yeah like we're not trained to like look inside and like be okay with what's in there and be okay with making mistakes or i think people still are under this philosophy of you know there are some people that are just like happy and some people that aren't as happy or something like there oh that's you know that's I can't be like that person. They're just happier or better than me in some way. And happiness is is an action. We have to, we got to go after it and seek it out. It's not just my mantra there. this week. Ooh, what is it? I love mantras. Been, if you want 
to be something different. You have to do something different. Yes. And like, it's fucking true. If you want to like be different, or if you want to feel different, or if you want to just anything different, something else different has to happen in your life. That's from that You Are a Badass book too. It's it? uh, If you want to live a life you've never lived, you'll have to do things you've never done. Exactly. Ta-da! It's so exactly. true. Out but, of the comfort zone. No, but why don't they teach you this shit in school? Like, why isn't this a thing? Why do you have to wait priorities. until you're like fucking 30 and you're miserable and you hate your fucking job to like... You're like, what is the point of all of yeah, this? Yeah, it takes you that to stop feeling a little guilty that you're not, you know, worrying about number one, working on your authentic self. Like, it takes, like, all that fucking bullshit. Why? I do not have the answer for that. Like, we feel guilty. But we guilty. can maybe talk about what we can do about it. All right, all right. That, I like that. Because yeah. like we feel guilty that, oh, I don't see my family. I'm working mm. 75 hours a week. How fucking guilty do you feel? Yeah. How guilty yeah. do you feel? Stop feeling guilty. You know the easiest way to stop feeling guilty? Stop feeling guilty. Go home. Go home. Like, figure it out. Like, when you really start feeling mm-hmm. that guilty, like, I've left my house and left Susie, who is a dog, not a child. Side note. I've left her in the house. Her baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've driven around the block and I felt so guilty. I've turned around and I've come home and I'm like, no, what? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go take Susie for a walk. I just mm-hmm. did it the other day. Oh, there you go. Acting on. Well, I guess that's then, but you view those things through a lens of having a choice. I think a lot of guilt can come from a belief that there isn't actually a choice in the matter. A belief that there isn't a mm-hmm. choice. Ingrained, crappy belief. Uh, values that have been handed Sometimes. down to you. Uh, <laughs> principles that you might not stand for. Your family, they worked yeah. 100 hours a week. They owned, you know, factories and they worked sun up to sundown and they had newspapers and they had them out and they did all that and you have a great work ethic and they instilled that in you. Does that really serve, you know, 38-year-old you with three children? Is that like a top priority in your life? Is that one of your principles that you stand for? Ooh, yeah, allow yourself your own context. Yeah. I love when you say something so simply and you just like stun me into silence. You're like, yeah. you know what? Just don't, you know, don't, <laughs> don't be guilty then or do something about it. And I'm like, what? what, what? <laughs> That's my problem because again, I'm very black and white. So when people say this, I just say that. Yeah. yeah. It's really well, worked for me in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to feel guilty anymore. So I'm not going to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I don't feel guilty. If I hit your car, that's where normal guilt comes in. I feel guilty. I feel bad. I hit your car. Oh, yes. Let's differentiate. Oh, yeah. Say uh, the the goodies about the guy on Reddit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking all around, looking at some yoga blogs, you know, psychology today. And what resonates most? This dude on Reddit. <laughs> I don't even know what Reddit is. Me neither. Oh, okay, neither. cool. I didn't like log on or anything. It was just... For from, example. A, from a Google, from a Google search. But he broke it down in a really simple way. Normal guilt, which we can look at as proportionate and addressed and um, I guess released or, or moved past. So for example, I just hit your car mm-hmm. and 
I feel guilty. That's proportionate, right? We've just struck another person's car. We sincerely apologize. We take the appropriate My action. Bad. I definitely did that. My yeah. Bad. Yeah. So normal guilt is you feel it a little bit. You, you did. Oops. Can you give me an example of not normal guilt in that situation? Oh, it's like... Uh, Something that someone might actually spiral into. Right. So it's three weeks later... You're reliving the situation over and over again. You think about writing the person a letter. You wonder if you're um, safe on the road or not. If you should just always feel like (laughs) shitty about yourself as a driver. (laughs) Then we have successfully transitioned into toxic guilt. I would like to go back to you saying that you want to write a letter to this person whose car (laughs) you hit three weeks ago. Yes. I find this in a lot of friendships. I hear lots of stories of people. I haven't talked to them in forever, you know, but I feel like we're older now. Obviously, you've been thinking about this for six fucking years. And they're like, should I send them a letter? Should I do this? I don't know. I feel guilty the way we left it off. Maybe I should like send them like a card. And when I have people that tell me these things, I'm like, all right, if it really means a lot to you, then you should. But if you're only doing it because you feel guilty of how it left off and they left off saying, I think you're a bitch. I don't want to be your friend, whether you were or not. (laughs) Like, are you feeling guilty that someone thinks that of you and that's why you want to, like, send these things out? Because I hear this a lot. Well, that brings up a really good question, though. So if we have this guilt and we're pondering a way to kind of release it or act on it, such as sending a letter for quote-unquote closure, Mm -hmm. uh... What do we do then? I think one thing that's been helpful for me is to take a step back, excuse me, and look at guilt as a, just a part of the human condition, the human experience. Where did it come in though? And what about any of our emotions? The brain. I know. (laughs) But it's like, when in our lifetime did people start feeling so overly guilty? Can we think Ah, back to like 1814? I think people were feeling... They didn't give a fuck. I'm sure they didn't really give a fuck. I don't really know much about 1814. They probably didn't even have shoes. So it's like when... I feel like it's... Okay, When did this like become such like an epidemic? Ooh, I guess with all the other epidemics of uh, overly identifying with anxiety or depression or being overstimulated with all of our choices, uh, having difficulty with stillness because of all the freaking choices we have. Choices. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Because you feel guilty you didn't make the right choice. And then you think about it for the next fucking six years. Right. Well, then we have at all times, I guess, multiple voices going on. We have our own. We have maybe from our childhood, our dominant, you know, like whatever, parent, dad, voice. Then we have society. Then we have this completely made up what we should be doing, mm-hmm. which is typically reflective of what society thinks about to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then we have maybe like a bullying voice of just telling us we can't do it or whatever. Where does your authentic voice fit in that? I think you have to make it. Oh, mm, that seems like a lot of work. I'll just take the bullying voice. Well, enjoy your sad, (laughs) (laughs) enjoy your sad, miserable life. Give me the top three things that you think you suck at. Me? Oh, I was like, (laughs) okay, yeah, you want to do that? That's your question. Wedding hair, um, 
cooking soup, which actually I hear my soup is pretty good. Uh, something else I she got good at. soup. I do, I do. Um, giving people <laughs> control of their own situation. I really had, <laughs> I have a hard time with that. I suck at that. I'm like, oh wait, that's your life. My bad. Let me stay out of it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I give you unsolicited advice? Oh, my bad. Here, here's my two cents. Here's a quarter too, so I get some more. Um, sorry, I got excited. Um, I was like, oh, I probably suck at a lot of things. Let me think. <laughs> okay. Oh, All we right. digress. Um, but the this idea of having a guilt-free, authentic voice, and does that even exist, or is that thinking too much of an ideal because i i personally think that reality is that guilt is going to come up even if it's a useless emotion um you know most of the time we talked about like normal proportionate guilt if you i think we also kind of i don't think necessarily that living authentically means never having guilt true i think it might what it might mean more is maintaining a different, healthier perspective on what guilt is and how we're meant to let it go. So you say guilt is an emotion. Mm -hmm. Okay. When we feel something good and our emotions are happy, we want more, right? Mm -hmm. So we get more. When we feel something bad and our emotions don't feel good, we get rid of it, right? Classical conditioning, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, We'll say a handful of us feel anxiety. We find what gives us the anxiety and we try to bust through it or work through it, right? Mm -hmm, And then we let mm -hmm. go of that and we move on. Mm -hmm. Guilt. Okay, we have this emotion. This makes me feel guilty. Stop doing it. Or change your actions so that, you know, oh, I feel guilty. I don't see my mom enough. Okay, go see your mom. Now you no longer carry that. So it's like when it's good, you grab more. When it's bad, you let go. Or, yeah. So it's like why I'm just going to piggyback on that. on to it? Mm hmm. Uh, because we are <laughs> sick, sick creatures. Yeah, yeah, we are. But um, it doesn't. I I think that your your either or mentality can apply. It's just that we we can give ourselves permission to. Okay, maybe it's not. I continue to feel guilty, or I go see my mom. Maybe it's I can continue to feel guilty. Or I have a conversation with my mom about how I'm feeling. Or I talk to my friends okay, and see how I, you know, me, but like you, you that do. That is letting go. That is right. working through it. I yes, feel yes, this emotion. Yes. I need to release it from my mouth. I need to have a conversation with my mother. I'm not going to see her more because I physically can't, but I need to have this conversation with right, her. Right. Tell her where I stand, how, you know, this upsets me and I really care for. To me, that is the action. It's yes, not yes. go see your mother more. If you can't do that. Call your mother and talk to her. Then do, right, right. Do an activity. Do something that is a step forward. Even if it's not call your mother and it's call your sister. And call like, your dad. I feel really upset that this is happening. How, how do they feel on the other end? Have they said, like, a fucking step forward. A baby step. One tiny step. But we're not yelling at you. We're just getting enthusiastic. I'm yelling at you. Okay. Emily's not. All right. I rarely Good cop, will. bad cop. Make <laughs> yeah. a fucking step. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny steps equal great distances. Oh, yeah, they That's do. That's E.T., some motivational guy. He's pretty fucking awesome. He, like, pumps you up. Have you ever heard of E.T.? Uh, oh, I'm going to show you. Talking about our guy, Eckhart Tolle? I don't know. No, no, I don't even know. He's not that jazzed up. He's just okay. E.T. E.T. Right. He sounds like he knows what's but up. But he yells at you, and he says, small steps equal great distances. And it's true. Make a small step, but with the phone call your sister. 
So letting go of guilt will absolutely require stepping out of our comfort zone. Yes. If we are accustomed to just kind of leaning into this self-loathing um, or self-criticism. I then... also understand that it's it's comfortable and it's familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, if you don't have the guilt or you don't have those things, it's like, I think that a lot of people hold on to it because it helps them relate to other people. Like, That's oh, true. Oh, I feel so guilty. You know, I didn't call my mom. I haven't called my mom in like three months. Oh, you win. It's like, it makes people relatable. And I think that kind of circles to, you know, what do they say? You're the average of like the four people you hang out with or something. Oh, I like that. So it's like, and I think about that all the time, like with the people that I surround myself with. And I look at them and I'm like, I am the average of these people. (laughs) I'm like, or you're like, uh, I gotta go. It's shocking. (laughs) Well, sometimes I get rid of friends because I'm like, dude, you're bringing my average down. You gotta go. I personally don't feel guilty, but um, but what was I saying with that? You're the average of the four people you're with. So if all of those people just sit around and like kind of talk about these guilt or these, you know, maybe negative feelings or these fears, you're always going to be in that circle of that, like find that one friend that you can, Hey, I've been really feeling guilty about this. I really just need to get it off the chest. So it's like, call anybody, call me, just, just call me. I would prefer it if you didn't call me late at night though, because I go to bed early. You can call me in the morning, but I probably won't answer, but call me, text me, email us, soul shine. podcast at gmail.com if you need to get something off your chest email us i can't wait to get to the point where we're reading oh emails yeah listeners yeah can someone can someone email us anyone someone send us an email soulshinepodcast at gmail.com tell us something maybe tell us how you've stopped feeling guilty about things that we're maybe out yeah. of your control. How have you child. done it? How yeah. have you done it so we can help others? Because we're also just trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. Can I throw another quote at you? Yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that you laugh. <laughs> um, okay, so this is from a Lebanese-Canadian author, mm. and I'm going to butcher her name, but she's beautiful, and I apologize for butchering it. Najwa Zebian. Zebian. These mountains that you are carrying, you were only supposed to climb. <gasps> that like blew Put them down. My socks off. Put them down. <laughs> I don't know if that's the appropriate what? use of that term, but everybody knows what I mean. It got me excited. <laughs> my socks because off? <laughs> I know. I know that, that may be the first time I've ever said that. Really? Yeah. Shouldn't have obnoxious socks off? Well, I think I just use other phrases like it blew my mind or rocked my world you know i'm also going outside that's me going outside my comfort zone nice good Uh, step put the sauce back on though (laughs) (laughs) these mountains that you're carrying you were only supposed to climb you were only supposed to climb and i think that's such a great visual too because guilt can feel like carrying around a mountain just be so heavy yes one of the meditations, I don't think it was Sarah Balden. Is it Balden? No, nope. Blondin. Blondin. <laughs> My bad, Sarah. 
My we bad. love you. We still love you. I don't know if it was her or someone else, but they had talked about, I don't know if it was guilt. We're going to go with guilt, but it's like picture guilt as these two big suitcases. And you've been carrying them around. You've been carrying them around. And you're going to go up all these stairs. And you're going to go into this house. And you're going to go be with some people and blah, blah, blah. They tell you, imagine yourself standing on the sidewalk with your two huge suitcases. Now put them down. And like when you're in meditation, you're like, ah, I put down my big fake suitcases. This mm-hmm. feels great. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, now walk away. And it's easy to do in your head. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. easy to just be like, I'm going to walk away. And it, it is almost that easy in real life. But it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. like put the mountain down. Put mm-hmm. the suitcases down. Even just for a minute. Just I think it's, you know, those things aren't meant to be necessarily curative, right? It's more just opening up your heart to that freedom. And what, understanding what you, like? you can put them down. You for have a minute. permission. You have to, actually. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking thing. You mm-hmm. have to. I think that's why I get so angry and see things black and white. Because I'm like, you have to. Like, you, you or, have to let go of this stuff. You or. Have- you're what? You're carrying it. You're well. You're not going to fucking grow. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do. You're, you're stuck. stuck. You're not mm-hmm. going to do all the things that you say you want to do or you daydream about doing. You're not going to grow. You're not going to change. You're not going to be better for the people around you. You're not going to be better for, for your yourself. Family. You're not going to be better for yourself. Like you're not going to fucking do anything if you can't just like put the suitcase down for five fucking minutes. Pick it back up later. Go mm-hmm. feel guilty later, but, but it's do like, the practice. That's of why visualizing in whatever way suits you, whichever way. But that's why I see it as like you have to do it. There is no other choice because if you're not going to do it, you're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. So let it go, it let go, or be dragged. Let go. That or was be another thing dragged. I found. <laughs> like Zen and the drag hurts. Like it hurts. We've all been there. Most mm-hmm. of us are still there. Just mm-hmm. get fucking dragged along. Like, the first six years I did fucking hair, I was just fucking dragged along. Mm. Just fucking dragged along, and I picked up all the fucking shit on the way. And I finally, like, put the suitcases down, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be dragged anymore. I'll pull. I'll pull. I'll pull now. I'm okay Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of, like, heavy lifting and putting a little elbow grease in there. Because if you want to be different, you need to do something different. You need to put the fucking suitcases down. Completely. That's what I see in myself and a lot of clients. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Just this. How much guilt can act as a barrier to moving forward or giving yourself permission to do whatever it is that you want to be doing? I think people need to find a buddy because it's really hard for someone to give themselves permission. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I try to give a lot of my clients permission. And I'm sure you do too, because oh, yeah. they want that reassurance. I love that phrase. What? Give yourself permission. Yeah. But people, they just, it's a hard thing to do. So I sure. feel like if you're sitting with your buddy, you and your buddy are getting together and it's like, Emily, I give buddy. you permission to have these feelings and I give you permission to be upset and I give you permission to have your brain all over the place to figure out what you want to do. And I give you permission to make the decision that feels good to you. And people are like, really? Yes, that's simple. Yeah, go ahead. 
feel like that is so much of the work that I try to do. Yeah. All of what you just said. Will you be my buddy? Yeah. You want to be buddies? Yes. I give you permission to do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. Yay. Like anything. As long as it doesn't like harm other people or like okay. just minor harm. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I know this sounds crazy. Say it. <laughs> but it's like a few years ago, this really sunk in my head. I'm going to die. Like that really sunk I in. That slight gasp that I just did caught, <laughs> caught on the audio. But like, but I'm like, I'm just going to die. Why are you holding on to all of this? Right? So Some I'm, of it might be real, but a lot of it's yeah, not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why aren't you going to do that thing you want to do? And if it is, if it is real, um, then allow it to settle somewhere. It's a friend said to me, well, it was over text, but mm-hmm. she said something so, so <laughs> comforting. Um, I was just telling her, like, sometimes I relive this, uh, this like painful thing in my life. And she said, you know, sometimes our heart, hearts actually aren't meant to heal these things. We're just meant to accept them and live with them. Mm-hmm. And it just took such a weight off it of having of, to heal this thing and like package it up. Who it is. Yes. Yes. Like we all have our little rips in our tears, but right, that's what right. gives you a sweet spot when you deal yeah. with this in someone else's and life. And we can actually handle it. Ta-da. That's good. That's good. Yeah. See, that's great. why you need a buddy. You yes. need a buddy to give you permission to just be. If you can't give yourself permission... Ask someone else to give you permission. Email us. <laughs> we'll give you permission. Yes. Yeah. Sure as fuck we will. Yeah, fuck yeah, do it. Fuck yeah, do it. Because worst case scenario, change it. Just Ooh, could, yes. Worst case scenario, we talked about this last time. Choices. Adaptation. Just fucking do it. Nothing is written in stone. Nope. You can always pivot. Yeah. Ball pivot, ball pivot. That was a tap dance thing, wasn't it? Ball pivot. Did you ever and tap? step ball change. Step ball change. <laughs> yes. Step ball change and pivot. <laughs> pivot, pivot. I actually never took taps. So. You know, the Friends episode mm-hmm. with the couch. Pivot. No. <laughs> no, but I love Ross. them. I know. I love them. I wish life was really like that. You just had such a look of endearment. Me too. I fucking love Friends. They're you know, like a too. good go-to. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. Such I'm also watching uh, Arrested Development again. But what I was going to say before when you were talking <laughs> about how we're all dying is that yeah. I'm reading um, Being uh, Being Mortal by Atu Guande. He's a local surgeon and author. Was He's actually right? the dude who came up with the surgeon's checklist to make sure that they're not leaving crap inside of bodies. Oh, like Junior Mint's? Don't leave junior mints in people's bodies. You don't want Seinfeld, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> now I want junior mints. So. <laughs> now they're in a you know surgical room and they're lifted, they're elevated. Kramer and Jerry. You know who the people yes. are. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Kramer and Jerry. And now everyone's watching the surgery and you know, Kramer's sitting there eating fucking junior mints. Mm-hmm. in his mouth and he's like Jerry you want junior mint I want a fucking junior mint right now oh come on Jerry have a junior mint it's so good and they're going back and forth and he goes to knock it like I don't want a junior mint and the junior mint goes down and falls into the guy <laughs> getting surgery and they like, seal them all up and the whole episode goes on and it wraps into the end but that's <laughs> made me think of it you should watch Seinfeld it's a good show 
Anyway, Junior Mint, surgeons, surgeon checklist. Yeah, being mortal. Repeat his name, repeat his thing. Okay, being mortal. Being Atul mortal. Guande. Atul. It's a pretty name, right? I think so as well. I don't want to guess wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a defeated look. I, I don't want to guess wrong. I don't. I am not. I don't want to be an ass. Yeah, so I'm just gonna say nothing. Uh, um, next, he. Well, what I love about his the book is that he weaves in these these really personal individual stories, but then also delivers a lot of information. And one of the things that he shares is that for um, for uh, Medicare. 25% of the spending is actually being spent on like the 5% who are, I forget exactly how they phrased it, but like within a month of dying or something. Mm-hmm. It's just to show this, this massive increase of spending as we get closer to death because we have this understandable desire to prolong our life and not accept death. Mm-hmm. So they have the, he also talks about these um, hospitals who offer hospice options, but you can congruently continue with your treatment um, plans. And I guess I'm semi paraphrasing, making this up, but it used to be that you, <laughs> it was like either or, you know, you're either in a medical treatment or you're in a hospice. Mm-hmm. And now they've been a bit merged and they came to this pretty Zen conclusion that the the less you are trying to live longer, the longer you will live. The less so let's, you are trying to live longer, the longer you will right. live. Right. Yep. And this is all, you know, weeks and months. This is talking about people who are really in, in the dying process, but mm-hmm. still they... Just an interesting so thing genius. to think about is like, what are we, uh, when time becomes short, what's actually most important to us? But we don't think about it. We don't. Until time becomes too short. Yeah. But we know that, that we sounds think like about another topic. Yeah. Death and dying on Soul Shine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Soul Shine. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> But live it up, though. That's no, the- but like, yeah, but live it up. Like, come on. Let go you know, of all these downers. Like, look, Susie's living it up with Susie, her toy. are you living your best life, babe? Tell me. Tell you me. squeeze that toy, honey. Tell me. Yes. Yes, you are. Living my best life. Well. We love you. I love you. Uh, Shh. We're recording. Nice dog bone. She earned it. You earned it. You get a gold star today, Susie. Gold fucking star. All right. And do we want to uh, wrap up? I think we do. Um, I did have a little something something to read as a closing thought, but obviously nice. it doesn't have to be our closing if you have more. No, I don't think I have anything. I just, Emily's going to read a quote. And before Emily reads you a quote, I just want to give you permission to not feel so guilty. I'm going to give and you let permission. Go let and go and act on that authentic voice. Yeah. Find a little voice inside. Don't feel guilty. It's life and we all will move on and things will be forgotten. And the thing you said to Jimmy in the playground when you're in second grade, it's probably still not with him. And if it is, it's okay. 
We're all moving on. Jimmy's fine. Jimmy's fine. If Jimmy's not fine, chances That's are it wasn't deal, your really. fault yeah. solely. He had more going on. <laughs> he had some more shit uh, going on. But anyway, a quote final from thought. Emily. It's a bit of a poem also from this uh, Canadian author, Najwa uh, Zebian. My heart is telling me tonight, let go of the hurt, let go of the pain, stay pure as you've always been. Bane. Bane, thank you. <laughs> forgive them. Forgive yourself. Release them. Release yourself. Tomorrow is a new day. Fall asleep with nothing in your heart but love. Oh, that's such a lovely thing to fall love, asleep to. Love, love, love. I don't know that song. Yeah. But forgive them. Forgive yourself. Forgive. <laughs> Just fucking forgive. <laughs> I'll say it again. So that's the guilt episode. Hope um, y'all have something. Email us. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Please email us. We're so, so excited to hear what you have to say. Yes. I hope someone emails us. I know. We get so many emails. I won't even be able to go through them. Believe it will happen and it will be. Okay. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at soulshinepodcast.com. You can email us at soulshinepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear ideas for future shows and even get you on here to shoot the shit and tell us your story. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And most importantly, don't forget to let your soul shine.